Welcome to Weirdos in the Wild with our co-host, A.J. Oxley, paranormal investigator with Beyond This Life Paranormal and multi-generational paranormal enthusiast, and Lynn Tencher, Beyond This Life Paranormal investigator, Reiki master, published author, and near-death experiencer. Travel with them, a couple of everyday weirdos, on a wild ride to all things paranormal and metaphysical. From the ground up, Books and Resources is more than just a place to buy books. We are a center that nourishes the passions of writers, artists, and book lovers alike. Our programs help educate writers and artists. Our holistic items and Reiki services offer a unique opportunity to build individuals from the ground up. Sign up for one of our memberships today and support us and bring our vision to life. 5% of all memberships will go towards prize money for contests and scholarships for our programs. Book donations are always welcome. Visit fromthegroundupbooks.com for more information. Hydra Publications is your one stop for the best in genre fiction. Secrets and Blood is the debut horror novel from Dewey Hensley. Evangeline Grace, the sheriff in a small town, Eastern Kentucky coal mining county, longs to start a new life in another place. However, present and past evils conspire to jeopardize her plans and end the lives of those she loves, including her brother Sheldon, whom she promised to protect. Drugs, feuds, and her beliefs stand in the way of identifying the notorious Highlander in time to live her dream. However, menace reaches from Madison County's past. Do you struggle with depression, ongoing medical issues, or have you experienced past trauma? If you have, please consider the help of energetic healing. At Dragonfly Pond Holistic Services, we utilize Karuna Reiki, crystals to align and heal chakra function, meditation, and sound healing to address these issues and help you in your healing process. To learn more about energetic healing and how to contact us, Visit our website at dragonflypondenergy.com. For those who call in to schedule an appointment, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial visit. All right, everybody. Welcome back to our latest and greatest. And when I say greatest, hopefully it is because we got some new equipment. Now, hopefully it sounds a lot better for you. <laughs> Welcome I to Weirdos in the Wild. Me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's another that. voice you guys are hearing tonight. Um, but I'm AJ. And I'm Lynn. And Lynn's going to tell you who our special guest is tonight. Yes, I'm really excited. I've been on her podcast, and now she's returning the favor. But we're with Blair McDaniel tonight. She is a quantum energy therapist. Did I yep. get that right? Yep. Awesome. You so we're going to. We're going to learn all about what it is that she does and then um, all the other weird things that makes Blair Blair, and we love her so much. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on the podcast. 
Great. Um, I get started a little bit by telling how Blair and I met. We met several years ago mm-hmm. when I owned Karen's Book Barn down the street from where my bookstore is now that we're recording in, which we're officially announcing now, too, that this is now our official recording studio. It's the Weirdos in the Wild World Headquarters. That's right. And we have a new soundboard, thanks to Blair, too, who introduced me to this thing and new microphones and everything. So we are getting legit in this world. Anyway, to get back to it, Blair and I met in the bookstore as she was writing a book. I think it was for NaNoWriMo. Um, And we kind of, you know, became friends talking Mm -hmm. to each other and and helping each other out um, with our writing careers. I I was not helping you out at all. Yes, you were. (laughs) She was such a supportive uh, part of my baby writer journey. (laughs) I, I, I would fully identify as a writer, although most of my writing these days is just like social media and like copy from my website and stuff. But uh, Lynn was a real integral part of my early writer journey and like me being able to adopt that as an identity. So, yeah, if, you, if you're appreciate that, if you are interested in her writers groups, the one that I went to way, 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 way back was so awesome. So I'm sure it'll, I appreciate it's that. only getting better. Well, I hope so. We got to get them <laughs> off the ground here in the new store. So. <clears throat> hopefully they're beneficial but anyway uh i didn't know at the time the full blair that blair would become and <laughs> <laughs> so when i was buying the new bookstore here in lagrange i found out that she was renting a room in the back of the building that i'm renting in now and i'm like wait a minute i know blair mm-hmm. and then i found out blair is the uh, energy quantum energy therapist and in talking to her we we are quite a lot alike in the world of woo woo i mm-hmm. guess you could say yeah um so it's turned out to be a great partnership to be in the building together and we i think we complement each other really well oh yeah i don't think oh man when i was here alone i was here alone for quite a few months and always wondering who was going to end up at the front and i was mm-hmm. like can i afford to rent the whole place so that i don't have to have a daycare in the front <laughs> and the answer was no but lynn came and i was like oh thank you thank you so, so it was perfect nice. perfect fit yep and it was nice to circle back around and, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, continue to grow together i think yeah absolutely um kind of the path we seem to be on now so mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I'm really thrilled to have her on the show today. So, so happy to be here. Yeah. So if you could tell us a little bit about what quantum energy therapy really is. Okay. So it's it's a hard thing to pitch. It's a really hard, like everybody's like, oh, you got to perfect your elevator pitch if you're going to be in business. And people are like, what is quantum energy therapy? And I'm like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you know about energy to begin with, right? Like there's just a lot of framework that I kind of have to build when I'm talking about what I do. So um, what I do is I uh, kind of pull people into session with me. During session, we will connect with guides. We'll connect with higher self. I'll connect with the energy body. I'll look at what your blocks are. And when I say blocks, I mean the things that are kind of preventing you from living your most aligned and um, desired life, right? So um, I'm kind of helping people heal a lot, a a wide range of things, uh, but a lot of like codependency patterning, a lot of like lack of self-identity, lack of purpose, lack of meaning. Um, Sometimes physical illness will show up and kind of manifest for us to work on. And the interesting thing is that physical illness and emotional unwellness are uh, a lot of times the same thing yeah right so we have a physical ailment Mm -hmm. in the body and it'll be connected to like an energetic theme it'll be connected to like a chakra flow or like some kind of block in the energy body that will be uh, manifesting 
in the physical body as sort of the last step in that energetic manifestation process. So my goal is to use energy and spiritual connection to help us heal, heal from our past traumas and to help us get unstuck from uh, the things that are keeping us stuck. To me, this sounds a lot like Reiki. Um, Because I, you know, I, I'm a Reiki practitioner, Mm -hmm. Reiki master, actually, in two different kinds of Reiki. But it sounds like because Reiki, you know, you're you're kind of removed from the process a Mm -hmm. little bit. So it sounds like this really takes that a lot farther. Yeah. um, Okay, we talk about this regularly, me and you. Mm -hmm. And like, we're always like, okay, what's the difference between our medicine? Like, like, I will meet Reiki people, and they'll be doing one thing, and then I'll meet another Reiki person, and they'll be doing like something totally different. Mm-hmm. And so Reiki, in general, is just a very like broad-spectrum energy healing thing, and I really feel like it's it's practitioner-dependent. Right. Um, but the way that we kind of do it, it feels really a lot similar, right? Yeah. Um, the only thing that I would say is different would be that maybe I'm connecting in in like the astral plane or in in a different dimension and and you'll have to you'll have to tell me if this is true or not because i'm not totally sure but i feel like reiki is more of like a energetic you're pulling the energy into Mm -hmm. the third dimension and you're kind of working with it there right um so yeah i think that may be the main difference but again i i feel like i meet reiki practitioners that are doing something that's very similar to me too so right because i think a reiki practitioner is more of just the channel Mm-hmm. Um, where I think you are actually delving into the energies yeah. a lot more. And I know, like you said, all different Reiki practitioners do things mm-hmm. differently and they have different talents and yeah. probably, you know, some are connected more than, than I am or, or whatever, but it's just, it's like that. And cause I, the only reason I'm bringing it up is cause most people have heard of Reiki. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it is sort of like a launch similar. point that I use sometimes. Yeah. Um, so if somebody's, if somebody's never heard of like energy healing at all, mm-hmm. I'll be like, well, have you heard of Reiki? Because Reiki is so widespread and like well known that a lot of times they haven't heard of like energy healing in general, but they have heard of Reiki. And so I can be like, well, it's like Reiki in that blah, 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 blah. Right. So, um, yeah, I I do use Reiki as that launch point sometimes, but I am getting better at like just explaining how it works. Right. Like I'm aligning my consciousness with a different dimension. (laughs) (laughs) We don't do that in Reiki. We just say bring it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, So how did you get into this? Oh, that's such an interesting story. So um, I started my business. It was Informal Mystic. That's my business name. And I started Informal Mystic and I was doing uh, weddings and funerals and spirituality coaching because I've always just been really good at like coaching and therapeutic type things. And so I've, I've uh, done that type of stuff my whole life. And so I was like, I'll transition into this like really interesting sort of ceremonial um, space where I'm guiding people into ceremonial things and helping people access spirituality. And I wanted to make local connections. I was like, ah, business owners are supposed to make local connections. <laughs> and so I followed this girl on this woman. I mean, she's, I hate that word girl. <laughs> Makes her sound like she's in elementary school. But yeah, so I followed this other healer on uh, Instagram and we were just getting to know each other. And it was very purely on my end, a business connection. I just wanted to connect with her business to business. We kind of do the same things. Maybe you could refer customers to me. And she was posting some content about guides. 
And at the time, I was like, oh, my gosh, that sounds so stupid, guides. <laughs> <laughs> and I still really don't love the name guides because it, it does, I don't know, it almost feels a little gatekeepy to me or like, um, I don't know, it just seems a little kitschy still. Uh, and uh, so I was like, a guide? Okay, she, she got like a guide team. So I was like sort of like making like low-key fun of her. And uh, I commented on her post and... I was like, uh, could you explain this concept of guides? Because I'm, I automatically have like a lot of resistance to it immediately. And so she gets into my DMs and she's like, well, you know, this is what a guide is. This is how I have this guide connection. And I was like, well, that's really cool. And then she's like, I am offering a guide reading if you would like a guide reading. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. I'll get a guide reading. And it was, uh, uh, I'm rolling my eyes in, in person. If you could see me, you'd see me rolling my eyes. Like <coughs> I'll get a guide reading. <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure you hear the sarcasm in my voice. Uh, but I, I was like, maybe I'll do it just for this business connection. And um, so the guide reading was $60. And I was like, okay, guides, if you all want to meet me, find me 60 bucks. 60 bucks would be great. And at the time I was selling uh, things from the Goodwill that I bought, like thrifting and flipping and selling stuff online. I'm not doing that anymore, but that's what I was doing at the time, just to make a little bit of extra money. And the first day I sold $60 worth of stuff and I was like, okay, point proven. The <laughs> second day, I, the second day of the week I sold like another $100 worth of stuff. The third day of the week I got my stimulus check in the mail. The fourth day, I, uh, my husband got this unexpected PPP or PP, what is it? PPE? PPE. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got this uh, unexpected PPE that was like a lot of money. And the fourth day, I sold <coughs> 60, 60 more, or the fifth day, I sold 60 more dollars worth of stuff. And it was like, oh my, I had had I got more money in my bank account in one week than I ever have in my adult life. And I'm like, oh, okay, there's something here. There's Somebody's something. Telling you, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was like a really beautiful, uh, accessible way to be humbled, right? Like I was this like, oh, guys, okay. And then they're like, dude, quit being so tight. Quit being so resistant to everything. Uh, just open up a little and you could actually have a very vibrant connection with your guides. And so I was, I was like humbled to the point where I was like, okay, I'm getting this guide reading done because there's something here. And uh, I've tried to recreate that scene, like, okay, guides, if you want me to do this, give me 60 ducks. <laughs> and it, it hasn't worked since then. So <laughs> I do want to make sure everyone knows that it doesn't necessarily work like that ever for me ever again, probably. Uh, but it did that one time. Um, and so when I got this guide reading back, it was just like, it was, it was sort of like this moment in time where this, I don't know, like this it was like 80 BC and 80, like before the guide reading and after the guide reading. And there was this transcendent truth to it that felt so real. And it felt like home in a way that I had never experienced home. And um, yeah, it just changed my life so much. And I began to really develop a relationship with this person who uh, gave me this beautiful, beautiful guide reading. Uh, and eventually we like just spent enough time in one another's orbit and she invited me into an apprenticeship and I apprenticed with her for two years and kind of learned yeah. how she did her stuff and uh, modified it and made it work for my specific gifts and talents. And here I am. Okay. <laughs> a few years later. <laughs> That's an interesting story. Yeah, it was really interesting. 
So, uh, so do you have a i'm sorry go ahead aj i was just gonna say so i should maybe ask for some money tonight and <laughs> fingers crossed i really <laughs> hope it works but yeah i've tried to before doesn't you know work, huh? it doesn't no it doesn't work like that I, and i honestly think that like if i hadn't been so like sarcastic and like so incredulous like oh this will never happen like you know i'll just be like mm, sorry i didn't get the money and uh if it hadn't been like that i'm sure it would have like it's it's happened to me when we're really? doing our paranormal stuff i've been smacked in the face and uh, just, yeah yeah, yeah. It, you yeah. really do have to have this very like um detached energy you have to have such you have to be like expectationless, right? Like you have to just come with like open hands and be like, you know, this is what I want. If not, it's totally fine. Uh, I'll be fine without it. And that's when the universe is like, ooh, energetic match. And then the the rain comes, right? Like that's that's mm-hmm. the only way I got all of that money in the same week. So yeah, it's really interesting. The timing was just like chef kiss. So. <laughs> So now, uh, now that you've had your reading, have you been able to develop an actual relationship mm-hmm. with your guides? Now that yeah. you know they're there, I knew the answer yeah. to that. But yeah. they're can like you kind of explain seats. that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And this is one of the things that um, a lot of people will like come to me to try and develop. Like people want connection with um, those unseen realms. They want connection with their guides. Um, and so being able to cultivate that and like figure out how I did it. Uh, is really important for the people that I work with. Uh, And mine are just like um, gentle, you know, non-invasive connections. Like, let's see. So I've got one that feels very much like uh, sister energy. Um, We're we're like the same type of soul. And we were kind of created together in this like really beautiful soulmate sister type energy. Uh, and she's just always there. She's just always like very steady. She's very, uh, she's like my chill. She, (laughs) she helps me access a level of chill that I can't access by myself. Right. Um, so when I'm like struggling to calm down, I'll connect with her and she'll just give me that like transcendent peace. I have another guide who's much more like earth oriented, uh, and he is like the most fun. Oh, he's, we just have a lot of fun together. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, let's see, that doesn't really make any sense, right? Like I answered it in such a non accessible way. Uh, the way that I connect with them would be, uh, through meditation in the astral plane. And that's how I like really met them. That's how I got to feel their energy and learn who they were learn our soul history uh, and learn like what our work is supposed to look like. I did that a lot of that in the astral plane. Uh, But now our relationship, I'm so familiar with them that I can feel them as we're moving about the day. Like I can feel them all the time. And uh, I'm, I'm attuned. I have my intuition so attuned that they can just drop little like tidbits in. They can drop like little pieces of guidance in or little downloads. Yeah, like little yeah. downloads. I'll just get them and I'll be like, oh, I know that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Right. That feels so much like him or that feels so much like her. Right. So can um, you're <clears throat> talking about the astral plane. Can you kind of explain sure. what that is? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so when I say astral project, what I'm doing is I'm taking my consciousness. Uh, I kind of 
have this process where I will get into a meditative state, get into a lower brain wave than just like a regular beta brain wave when we're like thinking and like doing all the things. And so I'll get into that meditative state, I'll drop my consciousness into the heart chakra, and I'll project my heart chakra from from the heart chakra to project my consciousness out into another plane of reality. Uh, And so I'm not I'm not super like, I don't really know all the time where I'm projecting it. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'm just like in a void. And I think that that is like a form of dimensional reality that I go to work in, if that makes sense. Kind of like your room. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have, I have, so my, the person I apprenticed with her healing place is like a cave. And she'll go to this cave and it's the same cave every time. It's the same uh, layout and structure. Sometimes there'll be new stuff there, but uh, it's the same. For me, it's like literally like I'm floating in a void. Like I'm just like in this formless space and my guides and I go there and we build little formless or walls like in the formless space. Um, I can choose to go other places. Like Mm -hmm. if I want to explore a past life, if I want to explore... And when I say past life, I don't necessarily mean like in the linear past. Um, And so I know that there are some people who have started calling them parallel lives because out there time's nonlinear, right? Um, And so if I want to go explore, I can align my consciousness with uh, that life that's kind of keeping me blocked. Um, I can align my consciousness with my future energy and say like, okay, I want to manifest let me align my consciousness with this so that I can get into the feel of having mm-hmm. what I'm trying to manifest. Um, basically, consciousness is not as linear or as like boxed in as we've been thought led to believe. And so it's very fluid. It's very flexible. When you are daydreaming, you're, you're astral projecting, right? Uh, when mm. you're imagining things, your consciousness is aligning with another form of reality, right? Just because it's not the physical 3D reality doesn't mean it's less valid or less, you know, like real. <laughs> Reality's real. <laughs> it's all real. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's what I mean when I say astral projection. Any, any clarifying points? Because sometimes I found that I have been doing this for such a long time that I'm blind to uh, what it's like to not, re- like I don't remember what it's like to not know this stuff. So sometimes I'm not great at explaining. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's why we're here. Cause yeah. we don't know this stuff. So we, <laughs> we have questions. Yeah, question, <laughs> question away, please. Um, when you first started working with your guides, were, did you let, like, I know you're talking about being able to feel one as a sisterly, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have your, your earth, Mm-hmm. one that's tied to earth but is, have you ever run into somebody you think might be family yeah so this is actually something that's been coming up so much lately and so i'm glad i actually have an opportunity to talk about it because i'll um you know i'll send people this podcast if this comes up for them but what i have found is that the self or identity down here in this un- incarnational plane is different than it is up there right and so the way that I feel like fract or let's see, consciousness will manifest into this 
third dimensional incarnated reality is through a fractalization process. And so you've got source consciousness, which is all that there actually is. There's only source consciousness. There's only energy and energy will take itself and like break itself into pieces and animate creations. And so those creations are souls. And so that soul will create lives down here on earth. And this process has probably taken place multiple times in order to get to like the you that is you, right? And so a lot of times when people are like, hey, I want to meet my father, I will go into the energy, I'll go into that projected astral plane, and I'll meet this high dimensional, high vibrational guide energy that says, I incarnated as this person's father. And I will show up as this person's father in session, because this person needs some closure, or this person needs um, Mm -hmm. to, to be connected with this in order to like get the healing we're going for. Uh, but I also really want to kind of break the the confines of identity uh, at this earthly plane. And I want to pull it back up into uh, a higher dimensional, right? Like we all have a higher self. And so the people who have passed on also have a higher self. And so a lot of times I'll be meeting their higher self and they'll be saying like, yeah, let's work with identity right? Like the self isn't necessarily always the self. Mm -hmm. It's not always going to be the self. Right. And that really resonates with me. I know Mm -hmm. I've talked about this on this on our podcast, as Mm -hmm. well as yours about my near death experience. Mm -hmm. And when I was actually out of body, I when you're saying that I'm thinking I was at least going toward my higher self, Mm -hmm. because I understood and I looked down, I can remember looking down at myself. and, And it was like, like looking at your pencil. Uh-huh. You know, I have to do something with that. You know, yeah. I was looking at myself laying in the bed dead or or whatever, thinking yeah. I'm not done with her yet. She's got to do this, mm-hmm. this, and this, and this. So I, when you said that, I was like, you know, that that was really what it was. I had yeah. pulled away from that specific identity, mm-hmm. and I was something else. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I, I got to finish this. So yeah. I, I went back. I mean, it when you so have – yeah, it absolutely makes sense. When you have – that as the backdrop of your reality, uh, and it really informs all of the things that you do. It really flavors your life experience, right? Like you don't have to get so upset about the things that happen to you because you're also someone else. You're also like this higher dimensional, high vibrational being, and you're here to have an experience, right? Mm-hmm. And so instead of needing certain things to happen or wanting things to be a different way, you can sink into the knowing that you're experiencing the experience you are here to experience. (laughs) How many times can you say experience in a sentence? (laughs) As many times as you need. (laughs) Yeah, I think I've done that so many times. I say that word a lot. But uh, yeah, I mean, it really does kind of like take the sting out of out of living. Because there's so much more than this life. There's so much mm-hmm. more than just this surface level. So yeah, I always say it's bigger than that. Oh yeah, it's bigger. It's even it's like I have a pretty expanded idea of uh-huh. reality, and it's even bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Yeah, it, it'll break. It, there's no way to conceptualize it. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes I'll get out there so far, and I'll be like, I, I gotta go back because I don't know what's going on. I, I can't make human sense of this. <laughs> so I'll just back to back to earth back to the third the, thir- the third dimension and uh you know back where things make sense yeah yeah for your limited mind mm-hmm. at this point yeah. right yep 
So, so when you talk about your guides, um, for somebody like me who's never experienced this before, is it a? Do you feel them as almost like they are a physical person, or they uh, an entity that we don't see, or is it an entity that we that you can hear? Is it an entity? I mean, as a way, because I mean, listening to it, I guess some people might think your guardian is like a guardian angel almost yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Um, so how would you explain it? Yeah, I want to know this too. Okay, so <laughs> I wish that they were like physical and like down here so that I could have the full experience of them because there's always like a component of our relationship that feels lacking to me, right? Like I can do astral projection all day long, but I will never get like a, a hug or like mm-hmm. the physical sense of them. I'll never smell them, which, you know, there's, there's Claire, what is it? The Claire that smell Claire's melliance. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> the reason I asked that is because, you know, we're paranormal investigators. Mm-hmm. We've seen things. Yeah. We've been touched. We've, we have yeah. smelled cigar smoke. Okay. We have smelled perfume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just kind of wondering, you know, is there a way that they, as you're their guardian, is that the way they communicate with you besides... Just like in the astral plane? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, synchronicity is such a huge communication tool for guides. Um, so everyone has access to synchronicity. That's right? my like 222 the, that I see all the mm-hmm. time. That's synchronicity. Yeah, yeah. mine's 334. My, my, I have a little mischievous guide who sends me one off the angel number. Because I guess the, the, the thing is I'm not angelic. So he's like, why would you get an angel number? Here's 334. <laughs> so um, synchronicity is such a communication tool for all of them. And you are experiencing synchronicity whether you like realize it or not, right? Like the, the main tool of, or the main, the main access point for synchronicity is just awareness and just vision. Um, as far as like uh, feeling them in, in like human form or like the third dimension, uh, it's, it's, more of a awareness it's more of like a lived experience and like so when really weird things happen and you're like seeing your life play out in such a weird divinely timed way that's a way that my guides connect with me like okay for instance i uh spend a lot of time working on my i have this free event that i do every month it's an in-person event i have a lot of uh i was spending a lot of time and energy like making it really good this month and all of a sudden i i wake up on thursday morning the morning of the event and i have strep throat and to me it was such divine timing because i i had spent so much more time and intention towards it and then i wake up with strep throat and it was like I got to like pump the brakes and my guides were like, okay, let's, let's explore. Like, why would you have manifested strep throat at this point in time when it was so important for you to deliver this one as well as you could? And it was just all a lesson in detachment, you know, like, uh, and, and just having those weird things, like I'm spending so much time and then I didn't get to do it and I don't get sick. I don't think I've had to cancel one. I've been doing this for months and months and I've never had to cancel one. So um, things like that, when, when your life is playing out in like really weird ways, uh, that would be your guides kind of helping weave things in a way to deepen your awareness. Um, and you know, a lot of it is just assigning your own meaning, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that if you want to know your guides, you don't need anyone to know your guides. You can be aware and awake enough 
to begin crafting your own identity surrounding your guides and your own relationship. And they're there. Like, I know, I know it feels like they aren't. I know that in this low vibrational plane, it feels like we've sort of been abandoned. Like they just dropped us down here and we're like, what the hell are we going to freaking live all this time? <laughs> it sucks down here, guys. Uh, but but they, they didn't, they haven't abandoned us. They're always there guiding. They're always there offering love and connection and, um, you know, kindness and hope. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like that answers your question still. <laughs> now, I, I guess that, you know, I guess that you know, when you were explaining to it, it was more like it was, you know, I don't even know what the word is. Intuitive? Intuitive, yeah. yeah. It's very intuitive. It is very intuitive. And so I always feel like if you can develop your intuition and if you can learn to trust your intuition, you're well on your way, right? Like uh, the thing about intuition is that it's not that you don't have intuition. It's that you're not trusting your intuition. You're Mm -hmm. suppressing that inner voice that's saying, hey, this is a guide connection or, Hey, this is, this is divine timing. Yeah. Uh, it's so easy to doubt ourselves. And so, um, a lot of my work in helping people connect and getting to know their guides and getting in touch with their intuition is building their confidence. Right. Cause right. to me, I've always in talking to people about guides, mm-hmm. it's like so-and-so has Michael and he mm-hmm. does this. And then, then I also have Sarah mm-hmm. or and then I have a cat and I'm yeah. like, I, I want that, yeah. you know, I, I don't have that, but I do get intuitive hits and I know that my uh, guides are there. I know they're there. They've helped me tremendously, mm-hmm. um, especially the last year, yeah. I think. Um, so I always thought that, you know, there was something wrong with me that I couldn't no. connect with them. So in hearing that, that gives me some hope that I don't have to know this, you know, that I've got a Michael, yeah. you know, <laughs> that, I, that they're there. I know they're there, <laughs> that I don't have to know. Yeah, you don't have specifics. to know. Yeah. You don't have to know. Absolutely not. Um, I think that when you do know, it adds flavor. Mm-hmm. It adds like more uh, depth to your relationship. But there's no necessity. None of this is a necessity, right? Like we're all here for specific experiences. And some of us are here to have a Michael. And some of us are here to just have that intuitive hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really feel like it's, it's a self-guided experience. If you want to know your guides, if you want that as your life experience, put that into the universe. And then things will align in such a way that you will be met with that, right? Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll meet someone like me, you'll meet someone who does a guide reading, you'll, you mm-hmm. know, you'll, you'll find your way there on your own, you'll learn how to meditate, you'll learn how to astral project, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get it. Yeah, right? There's no gatekeeping, it's all accessible. The energy wants to connect. So yeah. So we were talking a, b- a little bit earlier before the show about some experiences that we've had, you know, how mm, when, when yeah. all of us people get together, we, we have lots of stories to share. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about, you know, the, the astral plane and, and it kind of leads into a little bit of like the other dimensions mm-hmm. and other dimensional beings. Yeah. So we had this interesting thing. I think I'm going to maybe let AJ talk a little bit about first about how that conversation even got started. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it, it always surprises me is when I'm out when different social functions and people find out that we do this, we do this mm-hmm. podcast, and it's and we talk about everything that's weird in the in the world, and they find out that um, you know I I introduced myself to this lady this weekend because um, 
we were talking paranormal. We were talking ghost hunting, and it was even kind of funny. Um, her friend goes, she need to talk to her. And she came over, and she introduced herself. I introduced myself, and it was almost kind of weird when I went, yeah, I'm a paranormal investigator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, okay. I'm, and, and it's I even, not just I, ghosts. I even caught myself <laughs> even going, God, that sounded weird. Um, but... <laughs> I but, talk to my guides, so um, we're both weird. <laughs> so, we both have our freak flags yeah, flying. <laughs> so, um, if yeah, I always say that, you know, in my day job, I'm a ghost hunter. Mm-hmm. And I like to dabble in Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, so, um, okay. this person had a, a Bigfoot story to tell. And um, it changed that lady's life. It really did. And I mm-hmm. could tell she had really, she had an experience. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it was experienced by a very, uh, I won't go into the great detail because I don't know if, you know, I haven't got her permission to tell the story. But it was um, seen by um, a, a small group of people, probably eight eight or nine people, and they saw a creature mm-hmm. walking up the side of a mountain. Um, I was relaying that story in more detail mm-hmm. to you all. And then you were like, oh, yeah, I'm into Bigfoot. Let's go. <laughs> and then you're like, and then, and then you're also like, yeah, I saw an alien spacecraft. And I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Here we- <laughs> our people. <laughs> so that's what Lynn's trying to slide us that way to mm-hmm. talk a little a little bit, yeah, a little bit more aliens. other weird stuff. Uh-huh. Least, so. yeah. Because we have an exclusive here, so i got to make sure it gets that's into right. the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you better drop the episode before I drop my episode. Yeah. I haven't even said recorded mine. Told so anybody about this. <laughs> well, I haven't yet. So. I've, got, I've got a podcast scheduled oh. who with another chick who has um had a lot of uh what okay they're clothed they're encounters of the fifth kind which i don't know i don't know i'm not well versed enough in aliens to know but i think that's just you saw an unidentified object in the sky uh but yeah so i have that scheduled but i haven't even recorded it i feel like you all will beat me because it's not even (laughs) scheduled till after christmas well we'll hold it if you want us no 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 this is your all's exclusive i am here this is exclusive Welcome back to Weirdos in the Wild. Before we return to our program, AJ and I would like to take a moment to remember my brother John Tincher, co-founder of Beyond This Life Paranormal, and Alan Oxley, AJ's father. Both passed away just before we recorded our first episode. Each and every episode going forward, from this one on, will be in remembrance of them. Thank you. From the ground up, books and resources is more than just a place to buy books. We are a center that nourishes the passions of writers, artists, and book lovers alike. Our programs help educate writers and artists. Our holistic items and Reiki services offer a unique opportunity to build individuals from the ground up. Sign up for one of our memberships today and support us and bring our vision to life. 5% of all memberships will go towards prize money for contests and scholarships for our programs. Book donations are always welcome. Visit from the groundupbooks.com for more information. Hydra Publications is your one stop for the best in genre fiction. Secrets and Blood is the debut horror novel from Dewey Hensley. Evangeline Grace, the sheriff in a small town, Eastern Kentucky coal mining county, longs to start a new life in another place. However, present and past evils conspire to jeopardize her plans and end the lives of those she loves, including her brother Sheldon, whom she promised to protect. Drugs, 
feuds and her beliefs stand in the way of identifying the notorious Highlander in time to live her dream. However, menace reaches from Madison County's past. Do you struggle with depression, ongoing medical issues, or have you experienced past trauma? If you have, please consider the help of Energetic Healing. At Dragonfly Pond Holistic Services, we utilize Karuna Reiki, crystals to align and heal chakra function, meditation, and sound healing to address these issues and help you in your healing process. To learn more about energetic healing and how to contact us, visit our website at dragonflypondenergy.com. For those who call in to schedule an appointment, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial visit. So tell us about this <laughs> okay. craft or whatever you may saw. Man, there's, there's a lot of backstory here to really deliver. It's, it's a lot of backstory. So I'm going to try to tell it real fast. Part of the reason I started working with my uh, mentor in this apprenticeship uh, that I did was she was telling the story about how she works with this high, high dimensional, high vibrational healer and, uh, he is like her, he's like who taught her how to heal in the astral plane. And so she was watching this show. It's, uh, was, uh, was Stephen Greer and it was close encounters of the fifth kind. And, uh, she is watching this show and she sees her guide. Vishu is what he, she calls him, or that's what he identifies himself as this guide Vishu. She sees him on this show and she's like, Oh my freaking gosh. Uh, I'm seeing my guy. This is insane. I, I can't mm. believe that I'm seeing my guide. And she, they have to pause it and she has to like take stock. And she's like, really like, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't believe this. And she's just floored. So then the show keeps going. And uh, then uh, the guy Greer gets up on stage and he's talking about all these uh, aliens that he works with. And she, he puts the one that she saw uh, on the projector screen. And he says, this is, I think he called him Bishu, but he's like, this is Bishu. And she's like, what the freaking crap? Like he hadn't said the name uh -huh. before that point in the show. So she saw her guide. Then later on, he identifies her guide by basically by the, the same name. name. She knows. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like floored and she's like, oh, this is real. I'm doing, this is all real. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, you have those moments where you're just like, oh, uh -huh. I wasn't making it up. Right. Like, right. uh, so that happens to her and she's like totally bought in now. And she's like, uh, sharing the story and she's like, I've been guided by Vishu to like kind of bring us all together. And, um, I'm working with her in this group and she's teaching me this first layer of this healing uh, method that we do called unity. And uh, she's telling me about this this thing. And I watch the show and I'm on board too. And so me and my husband, we're going to take the kids camping. And I'm talking in my little group of uh, weirdo energy healers who believe in aliens and believe in not only aliens, but like alien healers. 
<laughs> like, how weird is that? Uh, and I'm like talking on the group. And I'm like, you guys, I'm going to vector in an alien tonight. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm being silly. I'm being totally silly. Because like, what are the chances that I'll actually vector in an alien? Uh, and just, you know, just cutting up. And so I get there at my campsite and it's in Indiana. And I have no idea where in Indiana I am. And I'm sitting there. And the process of this vectoring is you project, you basically like take your consciousness and your thinking and you're pushing it out into the universe. And you're saying, anyone who wants to connect with me, who's like good, you know, we want the goodies, not the baddies, but anyone who's here for my highest uh, healing, uh, I'm here to connect. And you just kind of project this out and you, you first, you project your solar system and then you project the earth in the solar system. And then you project the United States, and then you project your state, and then you project your city, and then you project like where you are. And so the entire time I'm projecting and projecting, and I'm just being real silly with it, just seeing what it would be like to do it to begin with, and projecting and projecting, and I get to Indiana, I'm like, well, I have no idea where in Indiana I am. So I guess this was all for naught. And about 10 minutes later, my husband goes around the camper to pee. (laughs) And he's like, hang on a second. What is that? Blair, come here, come here, come here. And so I go around the camper after he had done peeing. Uh, and I look at the horizon and there's four green dots just on the horizon. And it was just in a straight line. And I was like, well, that's, I guess it's just like a tower. It's a weird tower. Like I've never seen a tower that's green before, but that that's the only thing I can think of. And so we go and sit back down and about five minutes later, we look up and the tower that was stuck in the ground is floating overhead. And I'm like, what the tower, the tower's there. What's, what's going on. And it's, it's these, it's like four or five green dots and they're diagonal. And I'm like, what is like, what is this? What is this? And me and my husband are just like, could it be drones? No, it can't be drones because uh, it's like, you can just, it was close enough to where you could tell it wasn't drones. And, uh, is it, could it be a plane? No, it's floating. Could it be a helicopter? No, it's not making any noise. Uh, and it was just, the, it was just the most abs- absurd thing. And I'm sitting there. I finally got a picture. Like I took a picture of it, uh, after like 10, I didn't take a video of it, like a dingbat, but finally got a picture of it. And then all of a sudden it just like floats off hmm. into the distance I'm just like, okay, this is real. <laughs> Once again, it's real. So, yeah. well, one of those, oh, crap, I got to believe in that too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that would be my alien encounter. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, I want one. <laughs> I mean, you, you want to, we could go out there, try to try to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm in. Uh, the Chris McGill down the road with the radio, uh-huh. he loves aliens. On so I'm sure he, oh. yeah, yeah. Grange. Uh-huh. We are, yeah. We're frequent guests on Christmas. Show. <laughs> we love Christmas. We love Christmas. Yeah. yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, but yeah. That would be my alien experience. Um, and so, okay, as far as aliens go, they uh, calling them aliens is kind of weird since I know them in a different framework. Like I also work with Vishu, and uh, they are just alternate dimensional beings out there living another existence. And when we call them in, when we vector them in, which is what Greer calls it, when we vector them in, we're basically asking them to lower their vibration so far down that they manifest into into our third dimensional physical reality, right? So 
I don't know if it's actually even like an ethical thing to ask. Like I'm sure they can make their choice themselves if they want to show up for us or not, but they're such high vibrational beings and they're going low, 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 low to show up here. So the way that I work is I go take my consciousness, which lives at the three, the 3D plane, and I project it up. And so I'm meeting them on that higher, higher vibrational plane. So it's just a just reversal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so great to have that proof. It's so great to have yeah. that evidence for myself to where I can say I vectored in an alien. But if I can just like detach from the need for physical evidence, it's I can meet them all day long if I want. And you can too. It's not again, it's all you have to do is just like learn how to do it. So. So when you said in the television show, they actually had a. Was it a picture, a yeah, drawing of a what picture. this being was Photograph. like? Yeah. yeah, in the television show, he actually healed somebody's deafness. Hmm. This person was deaf. And uh, he Vishu came down into the third dimension and like touched the side of his face. And he was healed, cured. Hmm. So hmm. they have... The, the, it doesn't look like what you would think an alien picture would look like. It's a lot of like light and fractalization and like real weird, um, like a real weird auric type thing. Uh, and I know you're you're like wanting to like I think that when we talk about pictures of aliens, we want to see like the little gray guys. Yeah, right? or the green. So ones. it's not well, yeah, there, gray yeah, ones, green ones. There is. There's what other? What have we talked about this before? Uh, like fifty something. Yeah, yeah, there's fifty some mm-hmm. beings that people believe that, and they're yes, there's the little gray guys, but mm-hmm. then there's the you know, there's you got the Lyrans, you got the Syrians, all, you yeah, got all the shapes and Andromedans. sizes and uh-huh. forms, and lizard people, yes. you got the reptilians, yeah. Yes. yeah. There's so. lots of the, well, that. Well, that would be like the concept of a star seed. Like, there's beings in, on different planets in different areas of the universe, and uh, the concept, the star seed concept, which sometimes it'll come up in session, but not often. Uh, but they will, they will. Uh, show up as like this identity and they'll come onto earth they'll they'll incarnate their energy their consciousness into an earth body Mm -hmm. and they'll be living uh, as like a star seed to help earth ascend and uh the the problem with that is that a lot of people are like oh my god i'm a star seed i am so cool and it's like it becomes this like spiritual ego trip Mm. right so that's probably why it doesn't come up for me very often in in session it comes up when the person can adapt that into their identity without being like oh are you a star seed no okay loser right (laughs) so so yeah it, it can be a little dicey when you start talking about stuff like star seed but yeah. yeah it's it's fun well you know and then there's the whole we were talking about the bigfoot thing earlier there are people that believe if you go into the woo faction of the mm-hmm. bigfoot that um they're interdimensional yeah and there's also the the people that believe that that's why chewbacca looks like a um a bigfoot is that you know that in star wars that uh Ooh. lucas oh i love that lucas these Bigfoots were okay. interdimensional and that he was, that Chewbacca was coming okay. to our world through another type I of love that. Because all of the rest of Star Wars is this stuff. Uh-huh. You know? If know. you know it, you recognize it all through all mm-hmm. the Star Wars. Yeah. But it also, we talked earlier too about mind speak and that some people okay. believe that you can have mind speak with these creatures. I mean, okay, what's the difference between mind 
mind speak and astral projection. Exactly. It's the same. Well, exactly. the way you were describing it, it sounds exactly like what I do. And mm-hmm. it also it also sounds a lot like what guides do, too. Right. Like you may have been say, talking about it when you're like in a trance state or like a real meditative, deep state with like your brainwave and like delta or theta or something like that. But uh, when I'm walking, when I'm just doing my daily life, they will drop words and drop phrases into my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's not it's not any different if you want to connect with these. If you want to connect with an alien, if you want to connect with a star seed or a Bigfoot, you can. You know, and it's funny, too, because. We've talked about people that are, well, people that are in our group and um, that, you know, I remember John saying he was at the gas pump and he would have Mm -hmm. voices. Chatter. Yeah. Chatter. Yeah. Yep. I get that too. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of random crap. I said, I kind of wonder, does that, yeah, does that yeah. all ro- kind of all come together into? So I think, like, mechanically, yeah. Okay. I think mechanically, uh, it's all the same. And what's happening is that we're attuning our consciousness to different dimensions, right? And so the chatter that you guys are talking about, me and Lynn talked about this on my mm-hmm. podcast, but I think that ghosts, uh, or do you call them ghosts? Is it okay to call them ghosts? paranormal I, activities it, or I, I, we call them ghosts yeah. i call okay. them entities okay. um yeah. spirits it, it just okay. depends on what you want to call them yeah so i think that okay in, in the classical sense of a ghost like uh, as as we're talking about ghosts as uh people who have passed away and their spirit is kind of s- still manifesting in earth energy uh, i think that what they are four-dimensional beings and I think that if you're getting that chatter, uh, a lot of times what is happening is you're catching that four-dimensional energy in your three-dimensional existence. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I, I get those random words, too. I sat down one day and just was writing them all down. It was like spaghetti. You're like your own ghost just, box. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, what? none of this means anything to me, but I was getting all these. Uh-huh. And I'm like, am I just like overhearing conversations? Maybe okay. around me or what's going on? Intuitive. What's coming up for me right now, and it feels like a download or like intuitive hits. And we talked about time earlier, mm-hmm. and so like yeah, of course it's probably uh, yeah we're carrying over, uh, but I think you're picking up on the time, the wrinkle in time. You're not picking up someone talking to you and saying spaghetti. You're picking up on someone in their time in that dimension saying spaghetti hmm. right so they're yeah. having a lived experience saying the word spaghetti and you're picking up on it because we're in that energy of them having spaghetti does that make sense yeah that's cool i never thought of it that way because yeah. I, I just figured i was like surrounded by all these ghosts having their own <laughs> conversations and yeah i was just like getting random yeah <laughs> no you're you're having i think what's happening is you're having all all kinds of uh, okay, so I think since you've had a near-death experience, I feel like you can slip uh, along the timeline mm-hmm. a lot easier than most people, maybe. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm a big radar. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, that what that is is you're attuning to a specific time, and that's sort of like a coordinate. So that so may help me kind of Control focus. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah. I'm learning all kinds of things oh, today. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'll be talking and then it's just like my body is taken over by whatever wants to say what it is saying. And like, okay, with time, it's so hard for the mind to grasp time. And so a lot of times when I am 
channeling about time, it's like doesn't make a whole lot of sense to mm-hmm. me when I'm saying it. Because I, I do channel about, for, oddly enough, I do channel uh, in session about time a lot. I, I have worked with people who, this is this is pretty weird. I don't know. You, this is weird as the wild, so I think I could probably just say it. <laughs> uh, I work with a, a dimensional soul expression called the timekeepers. I, for some reason, I just keep bringing timekeepers into my energy, and uh, yeah, so a lot of a lot of timekeepers working with me and around me, and they really really mess up time for me. <laughs> I kind of see time like you know that Christmas ribbon candy. Okay, yes. Yeah. What is and it? Then there's like a line through it. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Bear Me. Have you seen uh-uh. The Good Place? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Bear Me. Yeah, and then Doctor Who says. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. So yeah, it's not linear. It's not. No. It's really a very fun thing. I like to think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very fun thing to think about, and um, it's very. It really does. It, again, it's that real gentle humbling when you're thinking about time. You're thinking about consciousness and uh, what makes a self. It's like so much that you're like oh my gosh i'm staring into the abyss and i i can't i gotta come back yeah (laughs) give me linear time back please (laughs) so yeah yeah because we we're pretty constricted in our thinking i Mm -hmm. think yeah we need those parameters Mm -hmm. we have to have linear time if we didn't have linear time we wouldn't understand what's going on at all Mm -hmm. so yeah so if somebody wants to come and see you okay um, could it be just, you know, you said Lynn's more in attuned to certain things than other people are going to be. Mm-hmm. She keeps telling me I'm more in tune than I believe. Oh, I'm sure you are. If you have a podcast um, named Weirdest in the Wild, <laughs> my suspicion is that you're pretty in tune. And you um, see ghosts. And, and I, I see yeah. things and people. And orbs. Yes. And, and, okay. Yeah. And they piss me off every time. Oh, those orbs. <laughs> That's, what's the what's the problem with the orbs? Why you got why are you mad at the orbs? I didn't orbs? believe in them, and then I okay. saw one, and I have to believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that obligatory belief. That's right. <laughs> I didn't believe it. I, I saw all this stuff when we caught tapes, and people mm-hmm. that's an orb, that's a bug, that's dust, that's mm-hmm. this. And I saw this one, and I was like, damn it! Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I I was listening to one of your podcasts. And the uh, person that came on was the rock and roll guy. Keith Keith. Yeah, yeah, yeah Keith, Keith doesn't believe in him. Yeah, he <laughs> was talking about how orbs are like the most difficult thing to quantify. And like, they're basically not even a thing. Yeah. And so now you have to believe in them because you had that I, experience. I did. Yeah. And it, um, you know, I, it, it pisses me off. Keith, it, Keith is probably pissed off too. So, he's like, great. He's AJ believing in. Nah, I know. <laughs> yeah, he probably is. So, I'm um, kidding. Keith, I, I'm sure you're probably not. You're fine. Uh, no, nah, yeah. he's probably pissed off. <laughs> he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, if, you know, you've got the average person or somebody who's more in tune, like, like Lynn, I mean, you have all types of people that come to you. Mm, yeah. I got all types of people. I have people who are like astral projecting along with me on the table. Uh, I had one person after like a long stint of working together. I, I am doing my thing. I'm in the zone. I uh, place my hands on the crown chakra and I'm like channeling and I channel and I'm like telling them what I see. I'm doing things in the energy. And this guy, he was, he was uh, just sitting there or lay, laying there receiving. And all of a sudden he goes, uh, who is that? 
And I'm like, what the, is there someone here? I like open my eyes. I wrench myself back into the third dimension. And I'm like, somebody's in the room with us. And he's like, I have a new guide. It's a new guide. And I was like, oh my gosh, he wasn't seeing a person person. He was seeing a guide person. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've got people doing that. I've got people who don't see anything at all. Right. Uh, and so the spectrum the spectrum is welcome to try energy healing as their modality for, for, you know, making mm-hmm. progress. Um, and I find that most of the people who come to me really do want to learn how to connect. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a part of my medicine just inherently. Yeah. So do you ever physically see stuff? I know you're seeing stuff when you're like in the, the astral realm or, oh. or in your mind's eye, so to speak, but do you ever actually get to physically see something? I, don't often put myself in a position to see things. I mm-hmm. think um, I feel so uh, like niched into like that astral projection, quantum energy, that I might be seeing things, and I'm just not really like attuning to it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're talking about how you see like orbs and like you see shadow people. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. That doesn't mean I can't. I, I t- you guys got to take me on like a ghost hunt so I can be like, oh, I saw yep. something. We're, we're going to. We plan to. <laughs> we will. Yeah, because it would be interesting to see uh-huh. how you connect. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, I was actually thinking about it the other day. And okay, so I was listening to the Waverly Hills. And I was like, I was like heebie-jeebied a little. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. At all of the, all of the astral projecting, all of the beings that I've met, it's the ghosts that are like the most creepy to me. I don't know if they're just such a such a closely related energy mm-hmm. that they feel more threatening or what, but I'm never I'm never scared. I'm never yeah. I have so uh, my my male guide that I work with, he walked me through this process of like how to keep yourself safe out there. And he's like, your intention is the most powerful thing in the world. And so he surrounded me with all these beasties and like all these like real dark entities. And he's like, set your intention. And I was like, I don't want to work with anyone that's not serving my highest expression. And all these little beasties just like went just like immediately gone. And he's like, that's how powerful you are. You don't ever have to be afraid mm-hmm. of anything because your intention will never be violated. Your free will will never be violated because that's a law of the universe and the laws of the universe are never broken. And so I am not scared out there, but then I get, I get near something that feels haunted and I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) So just because you don't know it yet. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was wondering if I would be able to like calm my ego down enough to get into the, that trance state. Right. Yeah. Like you have to be pretty like detached from the self to get into that trance state and to like be able to connect with, uh, you know, high vibrational yeah. beings. So. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be like, but it'll be fun to try. I just know that that was what I keep talking about it over and over again. But when we saw that shadow person, it was me and AJ and my mm-hmm. daughter, Becca, all three staring it in the face. Uh-huh. And it caught us. I mean, we literally had just walked into the building and mm-hmm. walked up on stage and there it was. We didn't have time to like even prepare mm-hmm. ourselves. It was just there, and it was, it was not a scary thing. Yeah. It was. I felt like it was just curious. Mm-hmm. Like these three people walk up and they didn't run away. Are they? You know. I wonder what the perception of the of the shadow. Mm-hmm. Like, do they think we're ghosts? Oh, have you? There's a movie. Yeah, I thought about that too. There's a movie. It's a Nicole Kidman movie, <clears throat> and like the entire time she the others. Her, yeah. Yes. That ooh, that blew my mind, yeah. guys. That's a good movie. Blew my mind. Yeah. Well, at, at Waverly, end. you're talking about that. Like we 
well, if you remember in the podcast, mm-hmm. there's a sec- there was a piece where we talk about we ran into the creeper. Yeah. And um, myself and Susan, who is part of um, Oldham County Paranormal, okay. were kind of at, like, the creeper is at one end of the hallway, and Susan and I were kind of, all, all, all of our group was right there together. Mm-hmm. I'm down there were, by the creeper. And we're kind of at the other <laughs> end. Did you weigh the creeper? <laughs> and I'm like tapping Susan. I'm like, look, look. And there's these shadow people. And they're mm-hmm. just, and it's, it is. It's like they're curious. They're just kind of looking out. Oh, that's so interesting. They're going there's back in. And, yeah, and they're yeah. just looking at it like, they're like, what are they doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And I even felt that way about the creeper because he just came along the the ceiling line he was on the wall he but he came out branding the yeah and Who he just, branded him he just stopped and was looking at us yeah yeah and that's all he did so his name is bill and they call him the creeper well, I know. there was <laughs> nothing threatening bill. i mean no and we i don't know i get that question all the time are you scared well i've been mm-hmm. startled by things mm-hmm. and um you know but i there's i've never been scared but then yeah. i've never ran into anything that i thought was really bad yeah i mean i think we've ran into bad things but nothing that was bad that that i thought was bad being projected towards me yeah yeah i mean i think there are bad things like <clears throat> like when i go into the energy there's attachments and there's um you know like entities that are here to demonstrate uh the negative spectrum of duality right like i don't ever want to call anything like evil because no. ultimately everything is source everything yeah. ultimately everything is love Uh, And so anytime you see that, what's happening is you are uh, witnessing the opposite end of that spectrum, Mm -hmm. that dualistic spectrum. And so uh, there are things that are like, quote unquote, evil. Uh, And so it's, it's interesting. It's, it's like, I don't know how to work my fear because there is, there are things that would probably intend to harm out there. Uh, And I haven't really encountered mm-hmm. anything that I have felt intimidated by. It's not to say that it'll never happen. Right. Uh, but yeah, most of the time I think the evil is like overplayed. Yeah. For shock and awe. I think, right. yeah. It's yeah. all for TV that, movies, right? That's yeah. what everybody's interested in. They don't right. care to know that there's a little bunny looking at you. I know. You know? Yeah. They want some gnarly teeth. They want sure. you to be evil thing. Every, every <laughs> We're not going to talk about that on the air. <laughs> Possession. Um, but I was curious because AJ doesn't even know that this about the other night. Um, Missy and Haley from our Beyond mm-hmm. This Life Paranormal and I were here. Yeah. Um, and we had the spirit box go in and we were, we were just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, talking and stuff. And I had that, I have um, a little toy Thing that's the drinking game the ring drinking oh, game yeah. it, you mm-hmm. can see it right there <laughs> um i had taken the the rings off the hooks and had them hanging and i said if you're here move one of them Ooh. well i see a light that looked like a rubber band just go move and went around it and it started moving Ooh, wow and i'm like oh my god <laughs> now i gotta believe that too yeah <laughs> <laughs> and Missy, was, I said I was saying that, and Missy's like, I saw that light go through uh-huh. there. So we both had seen it. That's crazy, and it's it was it totally freaked me out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh crap, now <laughs> place is haunted. <gasps> so that was kind of cool, but I wasn't afraid of it. Yeah. even that, it because it was beautiful. It was just like this little light rubber band had little mm-hmm. light em- emanating from that, even yeah. beyond that, and it just like yeah. smoke almost just whisked Sounds around beautiful. it, and it started moving. And I'm like, this, 
you know, there's so much out there that's so beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you're open to see it, it's there. Uh-huh. And I so. think that we are on the precipice, right? Like, I think that the last uh, four years of shit reality has really, like, kind of... Uh, taken us to a new level of receptivity collectively so yeah it is it's amazing that you know you like i said earlier you know i'm telling people i'm a paranormal investigator and instead of getting that look like you've got three heads people are like really tell Uh me about it or i've got this experience oh everybody wants to share their experience yeah yeah me and my uh well, okay, so my mentor is now like my very best friend. And uh, we just always joke because everybody wants to share like a dream with us. And we're like, okay, dream. <laughs> please just hear me. And I'm like, oh, yes, I want to hear your experiences, please. I just, I just love that we are all so curious and we're all just so ready to experience mm-hmm. the unknown. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really beautiful thing. Uh, I think it's, I, this keeps coming up, but I, it feels like humility, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we? What are we here for? What are we doing? We're floating on a rock in the middle of the universe, the the most expansive, eternal, you know, and, and here we are living lives. And it's just so beautiful that we are able and willing to kind of gaze into the unknown. Mm-hmm. So... It's, it's inspiring. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I agree. Of course, that gives us something to do and talk about. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. <laughs> and it gives us a podcast. Creates meaning. That's right. Yeah, it's a meaning is our responsibility to create. I uh, come from like a, a organized religious background, and they gave me my meaning for years and years and years, and then I left that religious background, and then I was like, oh my god, I don't have any meaning anymore. What do I do? nihilism no i didn't do nihilism i did it for a little bit but no nihilism i realized that it's our responsibility to create meaning like if i want to have a meaningful life that's up to me nobody's here to save me from my meaninglessness existence so yeah this kind of stuff also adds just this really transcendent meaning too so Mm -hmm. i agree tell us about how if somebody wants to get a hold of you or come see you tell us all that information okay cool so my business name is informal mystic i'm the most active on uh, instagram and facebook you can find me at informal mystic on those handles and i create a lot of free content just for everybody to consume and education and uh, stuff like that if you're local to the oldham county lowell area uh, you can come to my free uh, energy healing event. It's a community event, and it takes place at Valaterra every month. There's just like one day of the month where we do an evening of energy healing from six to eight. Uh, if you want to work with me virtually, I have lots of in-person clients, lots of virtual clients, both equally effective. Uh, you can go to my website, informalmystic.com, and you can book a, I call them a quantum insight session. And they're just like free sessions, free, um, let's see, I used to call it free energy reading slash discovery call, but that felt really wordy. And so (laughs) (laughs) I settled on quantum insight session and it's just a way to kind of get to know me and get to know my medicine, get to figure out how it would work in your life and uh, ask me questions, make sure we fit before you dive into like a commitment of, of working with me. So yeah. All right. That'd be how. Well, great. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much for coming tonight. It's fun. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, I can always enjoy talking to you. Now you volunteered to go with us, so we're going to take you. Go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm so you scared. You want to go Bigfoot hunting? We've got that on I told too. If you take me Bigfoot, I'm serious. I, I love Bigfoot so much that I wrote a short story about Bigfoot. It's yes. called The Mingo County Monster. Uh-huh. It's never been published. So... 
So well, like, I know somebody that can do that. Well, it's a short story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're yeah, the girl. Publish it. Yeah, I know. Story. I know. I, I do. I've never. I've submitted it like once, uh-huh. so it's on me that it's not published. Yeah, but yeah. All I right. love Bigfoot. Let's well, go we're hunting. Gonna, we're going to get you. We're going to get you. Oh, they're going to get me. All right. <laughs> Beware. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you again for coming. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So, Lynn. Take us home. Take us home. <laughs> All right. We appreciate you listening, everyone, and keep it weird, y'all. Thank you for joining us at Weirdos in the Wild. Please show us some love and support on our Patreon account at Weirdos in the Wild. Like us on all of our social media. And if you've had an experience you'd like to share with us, visit our site at weirdosinthewild.com. Until next time, keep it weird, y'all. From the ground up, Books and Resources is more than just a place to buy books. We are a center that nourishes the passions of writers, artists, and book lovers alike. Our programs help educate writers and artists. Our holistic items and Reiki services offer a unique opportunity to build individuals from the ground up. Sign up for one of our memberships today and support us and bring our vision to life. 5% of all memberships will go towards prize money for contests and scholarships for our programs. Book donations are always welcome. Visit fromthegroundupbooks.com for more information. Hydra Publications is your one stop for the best in genre fiction. Secrets and Blood is the debut horror novel from Dewey Hensley. Evangeline Grace, the sheriff in a small town, Eastern Kentucky coal mining county, longs to start a new life in another place. However, present and past evils conspire to jeopardize her plans and end the lives of those she loves, including her brother Sheldon, whom she promised to protect. Drugs, feuds, and her beliefs stand in the way of identifying notorious Highlander in time to live her dream. However, menace reaches from Madison County's past. Do you struggle with depression, ongoing medical issues, or have you experienced past trauma? If you have, please consider the help of Energetic Healing. At Dragonfly Pond Holistic Services, we utilize Karuna Reiki, crystals to align and heal chakra function, meditation, and sound healing to address these issues and help you in your healing process. To learn more about energetic healing and how to contact us, visit our website at dragonflypondenergy.com. For those who call in to schedule an appointment, mention this ad and receive $25 off your initial visit.